What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bullish Project, episode 15. Oh my goodness, 15 episodes. Almost three months in, actually. Um, we started back in March. Yeah, three months in exactly today, which is the 14th of March. So that would be uh, June 14th, which is today. I just got confused. Holy cow. Uh, I will say in advance, you guys may have known this already noticed this already um my voice is a little hoarse or however you say it whatever the adjective is i had a very good weekend in chicago with my friends shouting to all of the music that we went to see all of the artists that we saw saturday night and i feel like i'm losing my voice a little bit i don't know if it's i normally don't lose my voice so it'll probably come back but it's gonna be a rough episode but I'm in the mood to do this episode today because I've come across a lot of different things that kind of tied into a topic I've been wanting to talk about. And it, it just kind of fell perfectly for me to talk about this today, especially with everything that I've been seeing over the past few days, few weeks. Um, and even with the weather lately, it is so hot outside today it's like the heat index is like makes it feel like 110 or 115 or something and i'm in cincinnati which is pretty far north ish um i mean it's not not the more, most north you can go but it's definitely north ish and to have like 110 <laughs> weather is is pretty crazy not gonna lie um, now that we got that out of the way because i know a lot of people are talking about the weather i wanted to talk about positivity but not only that situational positivity as well and what i mean by that is not being positive in certain situations only but if you're a naturally positive person and you only find yourself being more positive when the environment around you is positive which is a good thing by the way i'll pause myself right there that is a good thing because you've found yourself in an environment that is positive, which is going to allow you to be who you want to be, which is more positive. I like that. But in the event that your environment is not as positive as you'd like it to be, or the circumstances in your life are not as positive as you would like it to be, what do you do? And that is basically the main theme of this episode. I got a question, the very first question that I've ever gotten to the email, which part of it was my fault. This question was sent in a few weeks ago. I didn't see it, I wasn't notified. I, I, it didn't update in my email for some reason. I fixed it, so we should be good. But the question is, how to stay positive during serious illness? And I want to address this mainly because, like I said, this particular episode kind of came to me over the last few days. And once I saw this question, I thought it was a great topic. Now, I normally do questions at the end. Sometimes I'll ask open-ended questions at the end. This is the first question that's been submitted, and I thought it was good enough to do a whole episode on it. So instead of like a two to three minute answer at the end. So I'm just gonna go with the flow. I don't have any sort of like structure here. It's just gonna, however, it's gonna come out however it comes out, and we're gonna go from there. I don't feel like I need to stick to a certain structure where if a question calls for a two to three minute answer at the end of the episode, if that's how I want to structure it, but 
realistically, I could talk about it for 30, 40, 50 minutes. Well, then why wouldn't I just make a whole episode about it? So that's what we're going to do. That's what this podcast is all about. I see problems and I try to word it in a way that I can make it into an episode. And then that's what we do here on this podcast. So here it is Tuesday, June 14th. We're doing this episode and it's going to be posted Monday. So I'm super excited. I'm, I'm getting ahead of the game. I'm not posting late anymore, hopefully. And I'm starting to find my groove where I can find a topic and think about it for a while and write down the notes that I want to have. I have probably the least amount of notes uh, here for this episode than I've ever had. Um, And I've had notes that are like books long. I've had notes that are a little bit longer than this, but very concise. And I have to fill in the blanks where my flow kind of gets lost a little bit when I have to fill in the blanks. We're going to wing it today. We're going to see how it goes. I've been feeling my groove. I've, I've been feeling the podcast lately and being able to be myself is the most important. So we're just going to wing it. One last bit that I need to talk about before we get started here. I was also informed that episode 12 on the YouTube side is not in sync. I'm actually rendering, re-rendering it right now. Something happened with the audio where it wasn't synced up and it should be synced automatically. I did not notice that issue with the other 11 episodes or, or the other two episodes after it. It was not one particular episode, so I'm working on re-rendering it. I'm gonna make sure it's not out of sync anymore for those that watch on YouTube. Spotify should be fine because it's just audio. There's no video to match it up with. Essentially, it was just a sync issue with that video. So I'm doing that now and it should be re-uploaded uh, so if you guys haven't seen or listened to episode 12 and you want to do that, check it out. I'm going to re-upload it. I'll probably do that before this episode airs, but in the event that it is not posted when this episode airs, then just know it's coming because I'm re-rendering it right now. I might have to do a few things. I don't know if I'll have to re-record it, but we're going to we're gonna find out. We're going to try. We're going to throw all of the attacks available at this episode to see if i can salvage it again i don't know what happened the sync issue is really weird so i'm gonna try to fix it and we'll get that posted but in the meantime we're gonna get started with this episode and like i said it's staying positive through tough times right lately i've been seeing a lot of things about a lot of potentially disastrous news potentially dangerous outcomes A lot of things happen in the world that I'm not naive to, that I do see. I do do this podcast for motivation for myself. When I talk, it kind of pumps me up. For everyone else who's listening or watching, when you listen or watch, I hope it pumps you up. And from there, that's kind of what my, not necessarily job, like this is a side hustle for now, but maybe it turns into a job. That's kind of where it ends for me. You know, I'm not... A person that needs to be talking about these issues in the sense that I can necessarily change them. It's not in me to do politics. It isn't in me to chase that dream. There's a lot of people that want to be that person. And I, I, I really call on them to do that kind of thing because we need more young minds in the political world. It's not to get controversial, but we do because we need both, both perspectives. I feel like there's a lot of people who are older in the mix and like i said with with tough times comes a future sometimes it's tough to think about what might happen in the future but when you do think about it or even overthink about it 
you think about everything that might happen, including climate change, including another world war potentially, which is probably the more recent or, or the more um, near future type news, if that was going to happen, you also have a lot of more in-depth, super far out future stuff that is not going to happen in any one of our lifetimes. Um, if you're listening to this right now, current day, if you're listening to this maybe 100 years from now and I'm no longer here, then YouTube might not even be around anymore. Who knows? There's a lot of things to think about. I personally try not to overthink about that stuff too much because there's only two things that can happen. It either happens or it doesn't. And especially when I don't have much control over for example, something like climate change, which requires a much more drastic effort than what one person can do. It does start with one person, but it doesn't necessarily happen overnight, which for the most part, even if you tried, you wouldn't be able to get it to happen within five to 10 years. So definitely not overnight. And not only that, it has to be sustainable too, which is... is tough because we're calling on our lawmakers we're calling on big money to try to change these things because that's where it comes from the most part and again not trying to be controversial i'm just throwing out examples um i i really don't care your your viewpoints on any of that stuff because that's not what this podcast is about that is not what i'm trying to do here i i will not uh argue with anybody debates are fine we could talk about it civilly again that's not the point of this podcast though so that's not what i'm going to be doing just throwing that out as an example but when we think about all these things that could potentially happen or do happen right maybe the disastrous or dangerous thing that happens is you get a phone call one of your loved ones got in a car accident and they're not going to be the same forever or even worse they pass away, which I would not wish that on anybody. I think about it every day when I wake up and I don't see a phone call or a text that says, call me now. And like eight missed calls from some somebody in my family, my mom, my dad, anybody like that. I, I would dread the day that that happens because the grim side of it is that it will happen to everybody at some point. The more positive side to it is that you know that you can soak it all up and really live life to the fullest, knowing that everyone's time here is temporary and you can and you can really make your life and the lives of those around you the best it can possibly be. And it's a tough balance because, like I said, it, it's super easy to overthink. I do that a lot myself personally, mainly because I want to be prepared. If I know something is going to happen, or even if I don't know something is going to happen and it's super unpredictable, then I worry about different outcomes. I worry about different possibilities when it comes to what all can happen. And the good news is, especially if it's something you can control and you're trying to make decisions, not necessarily about those tough times, but just in general, if you're faced with a tough decision, that you have to make whether it's you're a boss at a company and especially nowadays with the current climate i actually saw uh, coinbase was laying off 18 percent of its staff i mean you could you imagine this super large bull run of crypto 
you have to hire all these new people to expand it. And then a year later, it crashes to almost unforeseeable levels. I don't think anybody saw this was coming. Now, obviously, it's super volatile. I'm sure a lot of people can agree on that. But for the most part, I don't think anybody knew that crypto was going to crash the way that it did and for the extended period of time that it did. So when Coinbase has to cut 18% of its staff, you got to think about it from the person's perspective who has to lay those people off. I, for the most part, am a very optimistic, very give people the benefit of the doubt, see the good in people type person. And it sometimes bites me in the butt, but sometimes it doesn't. And again, I've touched on this before, but if you're expecting something from somebody in return, then that's when you can start to feel taken advantage of. And so if I'm super nice or see the good in people or whatever, the only reason it could really, or the only way it could really bite me in the butt is if I was wrong about a certain judgment, which I don't, I don't really do that anyway. Um, or if I was wrong about a certain person in terms of who they really are. And I made the wrong decision to either be that person's friend or help, you know, and then they ended up screwing me over. Like, obviously, that's on them, not on me. So I don't really worry about that. But in the sense that you're the boss and you think about it from their perspective and you're faced with the decision to either fire them or not fire them and the company's future depends on it. I mean, those are tough decisions. And you and you most people are not going to ever be the top executive at a company because there's only so many companies and there's only so many top executives of um, public companies at that there's only so many get accepted into the S&P and the NASDAQ and all that. So there's only a limited amount of people that ever get put in that position. But if you could imagine that real quick, let's say you close your eyes and you imagine any person who's in power doesn't even have to be a top executive because most people won't get there. Let's make this a more realistic example. If you were any person in power, whether that's just a manager who's in charge of hiring, a store manager at a Domino's, uh, an assistant manager at a Jimmy John's, whatever it is, those are more common positions. You're faced with the decision whether to fire somebody or not. And it's not necessarily based on their work ethic. It's more or less based on the company's ability to keep them on the payroll or even if it was based on their merit and their and their work ethic nobody wants to be put in a position where they have to fire somebody even if they didn't think that that person was fit for the job i don't think anybody wants to do that to anybody when you when you start throwing you know the economy into the mix and everybody's struggling in general right i i know everybody's seen it i've seen it People talk about gas prices, which have more than doubled in the last six months. People have talked about the cost of living, which has basically doubled in the last six months to the last year. I mean, there's only so much you can do before you're put in a position to where you just can't survive anymore, right? And and I'm not too worried about that. I know it's tough right now. It's tough on a lot of people. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing this episode. But say you're put in that position where you have to fire somebody and you know that you're taking away, away their paycheck, you know they're struggling, you're no, you know they're going through the tough time just like anybody else. Imagine that, you know? Like, because it's easy to say, yeah, I'd fire him in a minute. I fire, you know, this person isn't working, screw that, I'll fire him. 
the difference becomes when you're emotionally attached to that decision. There's a lot of social media warriors out there. There's a lot of people that talk just to talk because they know they can. And I see it all the time, like celebrities. I saw, for example, Justin Bieber, like my heart goes out to him right now. He's struggling with a condition that leaves him paralyzed in the left side of his face, or maybe it's the right side. It's one of the sides of his face. He doesn't have like mobility. He can't smile. He can't close his eye to blink, nothing. And the reason I bring that up is because I know there's a lot of people over the last decade or longer that have hated on Justin Bieber for no reason. Oh, I just don't like his music. Cool. You don't have to like his music, but that dude's a human at the end of the day. You know what I mean? That dude still has a, a family. Well, I don't know if he has kids, but that dude still has like mom, dad, like he still has, you know how you have mom, dad, or maybe those people aren't in your lives anymore. Uh, maybe you have brother, sister, maybe you have grandma, grandpa, you know how you have the close family, or even if your family is so messed up that you don't talk to any of them anymore, you know how you have close friends, you know, and imagine if somebody was talking shit about you to your friends and, and then your friends are like, yeah, yeah, you know, and then that's it. Like you, you just feel like a piece of shit right now. Granted, it's not on the level that Justin Bieber is on where he receives basically both sides of love and hate, both sides of that all the time, right? My point is that most people will go to great lengths to hate on something when they don't even know any sort of the circumstances or any sort of that person's well-being. That person is a human too, you know? And it's bound to happen, you know, that, that person in this case, Justin Bieber, he's a celebrity, he's a very large uh, and widely known celebrity so it's bound to happen but I see it all the time it's not even just celebrities it's it's really anything like you get a company that makes a change oh that's cool I don't really eat Arby's anyway and it's like okay <laughs> I mean then this article is not for you you know like Taco Bell they added the Mexican pizza back and somebody comments on their post oh, I, I don't even like you anyway because you always mess up my order. What are you even commenting for? Like, what, what is your point in that? Did you just want attention? Did you just want people to say, oh, I'm sorry for your loss? Like, like, do you want this free coupon? Do you want this cookie? Like, what is your, like, intention with that? I, ne I never really understood that. And I'd love to know. Like, if you're one of those people and you're just so having to watch this video or listen to this podcast, go to my Instagram right now. Comment on any one of my posts at Bullish Project. If you're watching on YouTube, comment on this particular video. Let me know if you've ever been one of, that, one of those people or you know somebody who's like that and you know how that works. I would genuinely love to know. I know the reason why. I just don't know why that person would do that in the sense of like they have so many other things that they could be doing. Why do that? It comes from emotional detachment. I get that. I get that part of it. I know that's why they do it. It's because they, they don't put themselves in a position to understand what that person is going through. Right? But I just want to understand why they take their time when there's a billion other things that you could be doing as, and as far as setting yourself up for a better future, paying attention to your kids instead of scrolling on, the, on Facebook, like a lot of other things you could be doing, yet you're on Facebook or on Instagram or on TikTok or on whatever social media you use, commenting hate and spewing hate. Like, I don't understand that. It just doesn't make sense to me, especially when we're going through tough times.
But in this in this example, do you really think Justin Bieber is really worried about the people who are talking about him? Probably not. I mean, he's probably worried about his condition and he's worried about getting better. He's worried about himself and Haley Bieber, which is his wife, who recently had a health scare as well. You know? And it's crazy because every single person who listens or watches this, watch watches this. Why? That's so so weird to say. Listens to this or watches this. If you say anything other than you wouldn't be up like the utmost concern for yourself or somebody close to you that is medically ill or seriously ill or they just got in a car wreck and they're in the hospital or whatever drastic thing may happen if you can sit here and say that you wouldn't be worried about that and 120 percent of your attention doesn't go to that you'd be lying because everybody who has an emotional attachment to that particular person or that particular situation where it's like oh my god this is terrible and and i've been there it's scary like you go through life knowing a lot of family a lot of friends and eventually they pass on and you pass on that's the cycle of life not to be grim here again but that is just how it goes and that's part of the reason why i'm so passionate you know when i do my podcast i, t I talk calmly for the most part because i want to get my point out there i want people to listen and really think about it. I don't want to be yelling in their ear, uh, acting like they're trying to, you know, bench like 300 pounds. You know, like I, I will do that at some point. There's, there's a time and place for that. But my preference would be to talk in a manner that's a little upbeat, most for the most part, but also in a, in a way that conveys the message fully. Talk in a manner that people would want to listen, and the message that you have to say. It doesn't really matter how my voice sounds if the message is good then it's good it doesn't really matter how the podcast is set up post-production whatever i could literally record this not cut it at all which is what i do anyway i trim the front and the back to make it an actual video but there is no cuts in between that's all i do and i know that if the message is good enough it'll reach the right person and it'll grow on its own and that's my goal here because it's tough when these people lose people close to them especially when it's yourself and i know a lot of people have lost somebody they love recently because of covid and stuff like it's, it hasn't been an easy two years at all for anybody but when you're in that situation that's all you're concerned about so in this particular scenario you know justin isn't worried about any of the haters and, and since he's a celebrity anyway, he's not really worried about it because he's he's at such a high level to where, you know, he isn't looking down on people. He's he's very genuine. A lot of the videos I see, he's very genuine. But you can only focus your attention on so many things at once because you're one person. And I'm sure he has a lot of other things, including his health and his wife's health, to focus his attention on. So I'm sure that's the last of his worries. Not only that. There's a lot of things that can happen that puts you in a tough predicament, like serious illness, like financial problems, being fired, your, your friend gets in a car wreck. Like I've, I've listed those examples already. And staying positive during all of that is tough. You know, I was just had a visitation a couple weeks ago, last week maybe. Um, it feels longer than that at this point because it's just crazy because of how, t how fast time flies. I was at a visitation. It's like 
it sucks you know this person wasn't super close to me but my heart really does hurt because when i was there there's a lot of people that are close to me or closer to me who were close to that person and my heart hurts for them it, it just does because like like i said i'm not wanting to wake up to a phone call or a text that says hey call me now and it turns out to be somebody i love that's not doing well or seriously ill or in a car wreck i don't want that i'm grateful to wake up every day and not have that happen you know because one day it will but my heart just hurts because it isn't just you that goes through tough times everyone does and especially when you see your friends or family go through tough times with a loss of a loved one or anything like that for me my mind instantly goes to empathetic mode where i put myself in their shoes and i try to imagine if it was me that it happened to not in the sense of trying to be selfish about it you know it, it's a balance it's not oh this is all about me now because that's how i view it no it's more like oh i i can understand how you're feeling because i've pictured it before or it has happened to me before and it isn't hard to i mean excuse me i'll, I'll rephrase it is very hard to stay positive during those times my heart goes out to all of the families that are affected by the shootings lately that are affected by any sort of of crime like that it's it's terrible you know like imagine you were the one person who was just going to school on a random monday tuesday whatever day it was that's not even the most important part just a random day you're going to school and then somebody decides to take your life by shooting up the school or take a loved one's life by shooting up a school like it's terrible you know and when we go through these tough times i feel like there's a lot of people who not necessarily desensitized by it but they just don't care enough to put themselves in that predicament hypothetically to be able to understand what those other people are going through because if you're not emotionally attached to it, it's going to be super easy to stay positive. You see, you see bad stuff all the time, right? You see what, what this World War III-ish stuff looks like out there, you know, hasn't happened yet, but it might. You see all these shortages for the last two years. You see all these issues. And yeah, it's so easy for you to stay positive because there's nothing else that you're emotionally attached to you have to worry about. And if I was, if I had a kid right now, I'd be scared, you know, formula shortages and stuff. Once, once you're emotionally attached to a situation because one, you've either gone through it or two, you know, somebody who's gone through it, you will speak up about it. I promise you will try to raise awareness. You're going to do everything you can to help that person. You're going to post on three different mom groups to try to find formula for your kid or someone else's kid for somebody, you know, it, it's just going to happen that way. And the way that I stay positive is to try to think about it in the sense of ebbs and flows with the stock market. Again, I'm a finance guy, so I try to relate real world problems with the stock market. The stock market ebbs and flows. There are times where it, it goes up rapidly. There are times that it goes down rapidly, um, which, you know, bear market right now, it's not doing too hot. 
but it always ends up on the top. It always ends up in the green. And so with, with the ebbs and flows of life, there's always going to be setbacks. But the idea is that you're at least 1% better than you were yesterday. And say a week goes by, right? You're 7% better theoretically. And then something happens and now you're 10% down. So 10% down versus a 7% up, you know, that's a big swing. But then something else happens to where now you're 20% forward because you just landed a new job with better pay and now you can provide for your family more. But that 10% downswing was you getting fired. But if you think about it in the sense of, oh, I can, I can figure this out because it's not just about you now, it's about your family. You can figure it out because you have family involved now. You can figure it out because it's not just you who is going through this and you don't want to see other people suffer. You can suffer yourself and you don't mind suffering yourself. But you don't want other people around you who are close to you to suffer. That's why you do it. That's your motivation. Because when you get fired, you're like, man, I'm the, I'm the main provider here. If you're a man like me or just like I'm not even the main provider. This isn't even like gender roles or anything. This is anybody could be the main main provider. But I'm just saying for me personally, like if I'm the man and or I'm a man who's providing for my family and I have a stay at home wife who's caring for the kids, you know, or vice versa. If I was a stay at home dad and I had a stay at home or, or a working wife who was bringing in all the bills and she gets fired, then what? Then you get into this mess of, okay, she's the main provider. Nobody else has any income. What do we do? And if you're the main provider, then you're going on attack mode. You're, you're not playing defense anymore. You're going on the offense because you need to. At some point, that survival instinct kicks in where you're doing everything you can to provide for people or everything you can to help people. And I, I will say this, life is not fair. There will be times where you give 120% and it just is not enough. It, it, it is not enough. You know, you give 120% at your job and you get fired. It's just not enough. You need to find a job where you can thrive in, where you can be your, your fullest potential because it does not work out no matter what you do at some jobs or, or just anywhere with some friends. It just doesn't work out because there's too much like toxicity or whatever you want to call it. But you could give 120% to a job you love and a job that loves you back and get rewarded immensely for it. So take that as a blessing sometimes. It's tough, but it can only be tough for so long. Right? It's tough, but it can only be tough for so long. And that's how, I, that's how I feel about this particular scenario that we're in right now. There's a lot of talks of people just kind of like thrown in the towel, but, but they're not throwing in the towel because they're still living their life. And they're still doing their thing. But at the same time, they, they feel like the U.S. dollar is just donezo, which there's a lot of people that think that way. For me, until I can no longer use it as legal currency... I'm going to have backup plans. I'm going to have ideas of what I can do to protect myself so that I'm prepared. But 
right now the u.s dollar is still even though there's inflation is what is i think it clocked at like 8.5 percent 8.6 percent even though there's inflation it's still the only way that you can pay for most items cash or card the only way you can pay with for most items and at the end of the day you need cash to live so a lot of those hypothetical, a lot of those conspiracy theories, a lot of those, oh, this is so bad, like just wait 20 years, wait 30 years, it's going to be even more terrible. I mean, it might be, but it might not be. And who am I to worry about something that's going to happen 30 years from now? I, I don't even know what's going to happen a month from now. Two months from now, we just talked about it. Things can change in a flash, you know? I would never want this to happen, but if I was to get into a car wreck or something, and my life changes forever like that, you know, I'm not worried about 30 years when something like that changes my life forever. That's just how it is. And some people, they're a little too comfortable with that in the sense of, yes, we do have time. And when you're working on your goals, you have to be patient. But on the flip side of that, we don't have time. We need to maximize our time with our loved ones, maximize everything we can maximize because at the end of the day, it's all temporary. Everything is temporary. Good times are temporary. Like I said, ebbs and flows. You need to soak up the good times and you need to embrace the bad times because when it comes down, it, does, it always has to go back up. I promise it, it does. It's like the stock market. Time heals. Whatever you're going through right now will pass. I promise. Time heals. It, and it's proven to be true for me every single day for the last few years. And every time I think that the world is over because I'm dealing with something tough, Time heals and I bounce back and I work on myself. I learn as much as I can. I get through life and I, I just move on because you, you have to. That's your only option. And, the, and say, for example, a loved one passes away. The memory that you'll have of them will stay with you forever. I promise you that. But I know that that loved one, in my cases anyway, would want you to be the best version of yourself and, and want you to get everything out of life that you can get out of. Because that's what they would want when, when they were alive. You know, when I'm talking about this scenario right now, I'm thinking about my grandfather who passed away in 2013 when I was, I was probably 15, 16 years old. Actually, I was 15, about to be 16. And he passed away my sophomore year of high school. Technically, well, yeah, I would have been sophomore. You really think I was worried about anything else at that point? No. I just remember seeing him for the last time and something in my heart told me that that was the last time. And I soaked it all up and I cried, I grieved. And it's still not easy sometimes. You go through life where it just hits you like a truck and you think about it all over again as if it was the first day that you lost them. And then you remember that they're no longer in pain and that they're living it up there somewhere above. 
and that gives you comfort to move on and do what you're born to do find your gift and and just roll with it you know it takes a while to figure out life and most people don't even have it figured out but that's the beauty of life it's a journey you get to go through it and you get to experience it with your loved ones but it's always an ebb and flow and and when it's an ebb which i assume is the down part i don't really know but when it when it isn't going so well what i try to do is think about the temporariness of that issue i think about the times that I see all these quotes where it's like pain is temporary, you know, with anything. Pain is te- that was a quote that I listened to or saw when I was in, in football, which, by the way, sports for me, I did them when I was in elementary school. It became a routine for me. I wasn't much of a sports guy. I'm not athletic. I'm not like just interested in general in, in a lot of those things. I like watching it, but I know I don't have the drive and the will and, and the skill to even get anywhere with that and the experience i'll have is something i'll never forget with the sports that i had and some of the friends that i made in those process in in that process but that's just not what i wanted to do and then and then you find like the pain in terms of sports pain where that particular pain is temporary but any pain is temporary because you go through life where it's like mental pain, physical pain, and, and you can always recover if you want to and, and have that determination. And how I think about it is my determination, it, it goes up and down sometimes. It's not consistent. I don't, I don't wake up every day working like Elon Musk. I just don't. Or else I would be Elon Musk. But what I will say is the amount of work that I do put in at my own pace will get me somewhere someday. And I know that for sure, because a lot of what I do is above average already. There's a lot of people that don't even have a podcast. There's a lot of people that aren't even willing to put in the work to build up anything from the ground up. They would rather just be an employee. And that's totally fine. That is totally fine. But that is not what I want. That is not what I want. I want to be my own business owner. I want to build something from the ground up. I want to have podcast Mondays where I get guest interviews, kind of like Joe Rogan. Not saying I'll be as popular as him or I'll get those kind of A-list guests like he gets. But at some point, I want to have a podcast where all week at certain points of the week, I think about what I'm going to talk about. I kind of write it out. And then I have general topics to interview this person with. And then from there, it's just a conversation. And when I'm going through these bad times, I think about the main goal and I think about how this particular pain is temporary and I will get through it. And it's tough because you have to add emotion into that mix. When emotion comes into the mix, you're not going to be thinking logically like you should be all the time. Trust me, been there, done that. I know it's tough. Especially most recently. You know, going through a breakup for me is tough. And, you know, you get over it and you move on and you realize something's better out there anyway. But in the moment, when you're deep in the trenches of that hurt and that heartbreak, you don't see it until after you climb out of it. 
But once you climb out of it once, then you can kind of realize what it feels to be on the other side and you know it's going to get better eventually because it always does and time heals. A lot of what I learned in life is just experience. A lot of what I apply to my daily life is experience and I'm constantly working on it. I'll say this again. I've said this many times in my podcast. Maybe, maybe every single episode I've said this. I'm not even sure, but maybe. I'm not perfect, and I don't do this podcast to, to preach it like I am. There are times when I get emotional for no reason, which, you know, not, not like some bipolar stuff. But even if I was, you know, that wouldn't be any of anyone's business. And even if you are, that's none of my business. I'm not trying to get into that. But what I'm saying is, if... If there's like, for example, road rage, I, I do not do well with road rage sometimes. When people are in my way, I'm just like, get the fuck out of my way, you know? But at the same time, here lately, I haven't been as upset on the road anymore. I just go with the flow, you know, and it, and it comes out sometimes and other times it doesn't. I just go with the flow because I know that whatever happened will, will not change. You know, in the sense of road rage, if somebody cuts you off, that will not change. But what can change is if somebody cuts you off, you can hit your brakes to avoid the accident, especially if you're attentive and you see it and stuff. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Sometimes you hit them anyway, whatever. But for the most part, you'll, you'll be able to react uh, uh, like in time enough with enough time to be able to not cause a wreck. Because sometimes it's like, oh, well, you know, it's their fault anyway if they hit me. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to go through the hassle of the insurance and then not have a car, which would also lead to maybe not getting a car for a while because of the chip shortage, which would also lead to you signing another loan if that car gets totaled, which would also lead to maybe your insurance goes up because I've, I've heard of some instances where even no-fault accidents, your insurance goes up, sometimes a little bit, sometimes a lot. You know, do you really want that hassle? No. Like, it's just so much easier to just tap on the brakes. You know, you might get a little flustered because when I'm on the road, I can tell my anxiety goes crazy, especially if there's 80 cars next to me. I'm just like, what is going on? And I, I live in a city. I'm exposed to a lot of that stuff. But for the most part, there's not bumper to bumper traffic. Like, if, I'm, if I need to merge lanes, there's generally room for me to merge lanes at any, at any given point. I live, in, I live in the part of the city where... The rush hour traffic doesn't get to me that often because I know my way around it and I can just take somewhat of the back roads. So that's not an issue. But sometimes you just get stuck in traffic. Sometimes the way you're going is the only way or the fastest way. And there are people next to you. And that's when my anxiety kind of goes higher and higher. And I'm like, when something like that happens, the emotion that I react with is merely just a reflection of what I'm going through in terms of the anxiety that I have for example, if that person cuts me off, I'm like, holy cow, I could have hit them. And then I get flustered because I'm like, why would you do that? You almost caused a wreck. That's the kind of emotional reaction that I have. And I've, I've been a lot more self-aware about it. So now I can tone it down. I've noticed it myself where I just do not get angry anymore. Now, notice it, sure. I was taking my trip to Chicago, six-hour drive-ish five, six hours, whatever with stops. And there's a lot of people that cut me off. And for the most part, I was very calm about it. I just said, yep, and there you go. You're cutting me off again. 
and not them specifically again, but it's like when it happens three times in a row, you kind of like, oh my God, does it ever stop? And, you know, I just tap on the brakes a little bit and I just keep going because that's all you can do. But I will, I'd be lying if I said the emotion doesn't get to me sometimes. Because like I said, I'm not perfect and nobody is. Nobody should ever try to be because that's such an unrealistic expectation for one and it, and it just creates unrealistic um, goals as well and unnecessary stress for no reason. Does it really have to be perfect? No. Do you want it to be as good as possible? Yes. You know, if you're trying to get through that point where you react the most perfect as you possibly can and everything's good, but that's, that's not going to happen for most people and it doesn't happen for me. But it's all temporary. And that's the theme here. Any decision that you or somebody else makes, even if the decision you make affects your life or the decision that somebody else makes also affects your life, one of them you can control, the other one you can't. The one you can control is your decision. And from there, you can take accountability and say, hey, I'm glad I made this decision because now I can learn from it and move on. Kind of like what this podcast is. It's a learning experience. If I make a decision to make an episode a certain way, or if I structure it a certain way, or if it doesn't come out the way I want it to come out, I post it anyway, and I learn from it. I get feedback from people, and then I move on. So that's my decision when I make my decisions. That's what I can control, which is nice, because then you learn from it. When you make your own decision, then at least you don't have to blame somebody else if it goes wrong. You can blame yourself. And then that gives you the control to be somewhat positive about it in terms of that's how it's supposed to be because that's the decision I made. On the flip side, decisions somebody else make may also put you in a bad spot to where it, it causes you to uh, take an L, if you will. Like road rage, or not necessarily road rage, but, but traffic on the road. Somebody cuts you off, that's the decision they made. It puts you in a bad spot. But it's all temporary. That's the beauty. It's all temporary. Any sort of thing like that that you're going through is temporary. And the harder it hits, the more it seems like it'll never end. The first time you go through it, that's when it seems like it never ends for sure, because you just don't know, you've never experienced it before, you don't know when it's going to end, you don't know when it stops, or when um, things get better, like none of that, so you don't know any of that, but I can tell you this, life has proven that time will heal again and again, the more I age, the more I see that to be true, and with serious illness, with the question of the day, the question of the episode. Kind of get back to that because I talked about several things. I talked about several circumstances that you might find yourself in when you're going through serious illness, but not necessarily illness. It could be serious uh, injury or even death with a loved one. It could be any sort of, not necessarily serious, but any sort of setback that might cause an emotional reaction to where then you just kind of spiral out of control and you get all worked up about something and it's hard to stay positive in that sense. Or 
the most specific example that we're going to talk about today, which is serious illness, which is the question. And how would you stay positive during serious illness? And it kind of all loops together for me. It, it really does. If I see someone or myself going through serious illness, there's one of two things that can happen. There's the one outcome that everybody wants, which is you recover and everything is good. And for the most part, that is going to be the case. Serious illness can also take another turn, which is the other option that nobody wants to think about or even consider as an option. But it's a possibility. Because that time will come for everybody, even myself. And, and I'm a little younger, so for me, I haven't gotten to the point where I've thought about it too much to where serious illness might result in death for me specifically. And I know this question kind of resolves around or revolves around the possibility of that happening. So it's tough. Again, for me, when I, when I basically saw my grandfather on his deathbed, I didn't, I grieved a lot. It, it was tough. It still is. Like, you don't ever get over something like that. Anybody who's gone through something like that will, will tell you that that's how they feel as well. But the beauty of it is you don't have to see them suffer anymore. You don't have to see them go through life in a, in a manner that isn't, gonna be fulfilling for them anymore or happy or they're just living in so much pain to where it's just for them you know like you want to be selfish and you want to keep them here on the earth because you want more time with them but for them sometimes it's like I don't want to do this anymore with all the pain that I have and and I'm, I'm merely talking about physical pain because mental pain is a whole different ball game Physical pain is tough, and when you're older, like my grandfather, he wasn't too old, but he wasn't in good shape when he passed away, and you get to that point where you're just happy that they're no longer in pain, and that's what keeps you positive, because you're going to grieve, and you're going to go through the cycle that everyone else does when something, when, when a loved one passes away, but the, the silver lining is that they don't suffer anymore. And, and that's what I try to think about because it's not about me. Sometimes it's about them where you don't want to see them suffer anymore. And that gives me comfort sometimes. It's weird. It's a touchy subject. You know, when I'm doing this podcast, I think about a lot of subjects that I can talk about. And I narrow it down to ones that are not going to be controversial or not going to be touchy or not going to be triggering for some people. But I also want to keep it realistic and practical. I want to keep it in the sense of real life scenarios. I don't want to hide or censor anything at all on this podcast. I do want to go about it in the most respectful, careful way that I possibly can. This was probably the most touchy-ish episode that I've done. And hopefully nobody gets triggered or offended. Um, I hate that I have to say that, but you know, I, I care so much about others. I, the, the, the podcast in general is not meant to hurt anybody. So I hope whoever listens to this point knows that I'm sure most of you do a touch, touchy subject, uh, holy cow, touchy subjects can kind of be 
uh literally touchy sometimes you know like it's just touch it's hard to get through um a subject without saying the wrong word sometimes so it is what it is um real quick i have to shout out one thing we're getting to the end of the episode i would love it i'm looking at my youtube subscriber count right now i would love it if you guys even if you don't listen on youtube if you find value in this podcast, whether this is your first episode or your 10th episode, or you, you've watched all 15 episodes, if you find value in the topics that I discuss or the motivation-ish style that I have in terms of real life stuff and just laying it all out there for you to consume, if that is you and you find value in that, please hit that subscribe button that would mean the world to me don't do it because i'm asking you do it because you find value in it i think there's a big difference there if you're on spotify hit the follow button if you think you want more if you want more hit the follow button if you don't want more then don't follow just because i told you to follow because you want to and anywhere else you're listening to this, if it's on Apple or Google Podcasts or Anchor, I'm pretty sure we're still live on all of those platforms. Do that for me if you find value. And if you find value, then that means somebody close to you might also find value. So share this podcast with somebody that you know, because it would mean the world to me. And it might mean the world to them. You never know. If somebody's going through a tough time and they need to hear this for comfort or for motivation, That was me four years ago, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. So I love you guys. See you next week for episode 16. It's going to be another banger episode. I have so many, so many topics to keep talking about and keeping it as genuine as possible, taking my real-life experiences with real-life scenarios that I can merge into an episode for you guys. It's fun. I tell you what, this podcast changed my life because now it gives me something to look forward to every week. And it gives me a challenge of thinking about things to talk about. And uh, my my buddy Dave, out to him. Because I'm going to leave you with this closing statement. I told him I was going to steal this line for my podcast today. And he was okay with it. So Dave, if you're listening to this, this far into the episode, if you quit 30 minutes in, then I'm sorry, you're not going to hear your shout out. But if you listened all the way through, Big shout out to you and and thanks for the quote. He said on his podcast, which you you should go check out his podcast because it it is amazing. I watch it every week or listen to it rather. It's incredible. This man talks about his real life stuff as well. Talks about different topics, different real world stuff um, and puts his own personal twist on it. I love it. But he said this on his podcast, really stuck with me. He said that something about the hands that you're dealt because life doesn't only give you one hand life gives you multiple hands life gives you multiple chances to be able to come back at something to learn from that and come back stronger the next time so don't fold after one hand don't give up after one hand because you're going to see more hands you're going to see more hands and and the more hands that you see the more experienced and the more 
knowledge you're going to get from that. And it's all repetition as well. A positive mindset is repetition. You have to expose yourself to positivity to be able to be positive because you, you, your body can't, or your mind rather, your mind can't fathom creating positive experiences all the time unless that's something that you practiced. And because there's so many specific scenarios, like you can't be positive in every single scenario unless you've physically done it or thought about it or experienced it or whatever. So if you got a bad hand right now, and I, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling that it is most people listening to this right now or most people out there, if you have a bad hand, that does not mean you're not going to win the pot. That does not mean you're not going to take it all home and, and be first place in the poker tourney. I'm using poker analogies because I use analogies with things I understand and I understand poker and that stuck with me. Just because you get a bad hand doesn't mean the next hand is going to be bad. Doesn't mean you can't still win with a bad hand. Because life gives you multiple hands. And you can't go all in on one bad hand and lose and then be done and, and accept defeat. You, you just can't do that. You take multiple hands and you roll with the punches and you will eventually get good hands. But if you have a bad one, then you have to learn to play with a bad one. But just know that the bad one is temporary and good hands are coming. If you've watched this far, I love you so much. I'm going to end it there. Stay tuned for next week, episode 16. I'm so pumped. I appreciate you guys. Again, if you find any value at all, hit the subscribe button or the follow button. I don't ask often because that's not why I do this podcast. But it is important for the growth of my podcast. I appreciate it so much. I'll see you next week for episode 16. Take care of yourself out there. Peace out.